Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. On this channel, we have simple goals. We want to inspire investors to move forward. We want to create belief that one rental at a time is possible. And we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. It gives you the tools to get started, help you learn your market, allows you to compare deals, and so much more. Lastly, by buying the course, you are granted access to a private Facebook group where I and my students interact daily. Everyone is equal, and we just keep helping everyone move forward. It is so much fun to watch, and again, I believe a link is in the description. With that, on with the show. Morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Like, uh, I really like doing these videos. Kind of gives me a purpose to what I've been doing for 20 years, reading the headlines. And of course, drinking my coffee. Anyways, uh, first kind of thing that caught my attention today is good old Warren Buffett. Uh, if you haven't seen, Warren Buffett went shopping, and specifically he picked up uh, a significant investment in restoration hardware, RH. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that he's already kind of built his position. He released that news because he, I think it was over 10%. He has a over 10% holding. I believe I read that. Uh, but basically, the stock is up another 5% on the news. Uh, to say Warren Buffett attracts attention and followers is is an understatement of the great proportion. I believe he would even tell you that you're a little late to the party. I, I think he would obviously thank you for bidding the stock up. But uh, his position is already in, and um, this 5% was just from people following on. So if you don't know Restoration Hardware, um, the best I could sort of call them is a high-end housing fixtures you know those really expensive doorknobs and hinges and things of that nature i think i've only been in one restoration hardware in a mall somewhere on the east coast i think years ago but anyways so that's uh that's mr buffett kind of deployed some of his cash and picked up a position in restoration hardware uh something else that hit my radar is it looks like under armor uh is being accused of borrowing business from future quarters. This appears to be something that went on during 2016. Uh, back in the business that I had known for years, they sometimes called this stuffing the channel. Basically, get to the last couple of days in the quarter and you ship some talked about Under Armour shipping uh, material to their discount stores uh, right at the end of the quarter so they can book that revenue. Again, no, just reporting what I read. Uh, I don't obviously know anybody over there, but that, that's, uh, again, right? You have market risk, sector risk, and company risk, and sometimes you just don't know what's going on at the company level. And in this case, it looks like they're digging into emails, and they're trying to see if the CEO knew and blessed this um, activity. And if he did, uh, he will not be the CEO much longer, is my guess. So 
watch out for that news. Uh, looks like the China trade war, on again, off again, on again, off again, kind of positive movement, negative movement today. Uh, I think it was Kudlow that came out and said, uh, we're close. I am starting to think this is all theater. Um, I'm going to, the deal will get done when the deal gets done. Uh, I think both sides still want a deal and that's, that's what I'm holding on to. I believe China wants a deal. I believe the U.S. wants a deal. Uh, usually when both parties want something, uh, a deal will get done. Uh, you know, now I ask myself, does this get done by Thanksgiving? Unlikely. Does this get done by Christmas or the new year? Gosh, I hope so. Um, does it get done next year? So I think the phase one, which is I think what everybody's focused on, gets done by Christmas. Let's call it Let's call it New Year's. So that buys me an extra week. And um, I think both parties want to announce something good heading into 2020. So that would make sense, I think, uh, to get the phase one done and signed. Roll back all these tariffs, uh, help... Um, you know, help the holidays and whatnot going forward, that'd be pretty cool. So that's what I'm going to stick to. I'm going to say phase one gets signed by the end of the year. Next up, we got U.S. retail sales after falling 0.3% last month, meaning September, last reported month. Uh, it looks like October came back with a 0.3 increase. Uh, all I got to say is about retail sales is the consumer looks fine, right? Record low unemployment. Uh, increasingly low interest rates, lots of positive things going in. And if this uh, trade deal gets signed in this phase one, uh, we could have a blow off top rally as kind of people kind of celebrate going forward. All of that can change in a heartbeat with, uh, you know, what's going on in the executive branch, you know, any number of things. Hong Kong, we've got to watch out for. Uh, I, I said this three months ago that I was afraid that at some point China would get involved in Hong Kong and given some of the increasing pressures I've seen I think that's more likely than not going forward because uh, they're gonna they're gonna put their foot down and I think that could that could cause an international um, awakening if you will because that um, that will be that'll be interesting to see how that gets done I really really hope we don't have the loss of life that we saw at Tiananmen Square and all of those horrible pictures that we saw decades ago. Uh, again, I'm not calling for that. I just hope it doesn't happen. Um, so, interesting. And then the last thing I read uh, was about the average FICO scores in states, the 50, or they actually said 51 because they counted D.C. as a separate location. But I'm curious, what state do you think had the highest average score? And then what areas do you think had the lowest average FICO score? So here's the deal. The highest FICO, average FICO score was South Dakota. Next up was Montana. The lowest was Washington, D.C., followed by Maryland, Texas, and California of 51. That's where I live, and that's why I... Very disappointed in California. Shame on us. But when you set back and you go, why? This, this article tried to make it a blue and red state thing, which annoyed me. That's not how I think. Uh, but that's what this article is about. What I saw in the article and in the data was, you know, what is the average income? Right? And I think 
or again, this is just my thoughts. I'm guessing South Dakota and Montana's average income is below D.C., Maryland, Texas, and California. Why is that important? It's because you don't have that lifestyle creep. You don't have that keeping up with the Joneses. You don't have high cost of living. Again, I would guess D.C., Maryland, Texas, and California, the average houses go for more than South Dakota and Montana. So I think what you have is you have your the, the cost of your needs that I talk about are hot where they're the highest you have people stretching and getting uncomfortable and taking out credit because they can. And then what you have is you have people also adding on their wants. I believe I have no data to back this up. Zero. But I believe people in Maryland D.C., Texas, and California have a propensity to buy that extra car, get the bigger house, keeping up with the Joneses. Now, I could be absolutely wrong. I could be a biased opinion because I live in one of these states. Um, I've actually never been to South Dakota, so I, I have no idea. Um, but that's my guess, is the folks in South Dakota and Montana so they're managing their money better. I really look at FICO score as managing your money. And again, shout out South Dakota, Montana. You guys, uh, again, based on this one report, um, have the highest average FICO score and uh, means you're managing your money well. And then uh, folks in D.C., Maryland, Texas, and California, we all could do better. And I think it really boils down to spending on credit things that we don't need to impress people we really don't like. It's really that simple. Look yourself in the mirror. Try to live below your means. Save, save, you know, earn. Bust your ass during the day. Earn, save, invest, repeat. So that's what I got today, uh, yesterday. One of them had a technology issue where I had to cut out 30 seconds of airtime, so I didn't want you to suffer through that. And then another one that I really enjoyed was recorded late. And I didn't want it to get missed. So you're going to see a couple of interviews scheduled uh, that were out that were done yesterday, actually post this morning. One is out already with Annie Dickerson, uh, a busy mom, uh, talking about her journey from house hacking to syndication. And then a, a good friend of mine, Jason Pritchard, uh, will be on about eight o'clock. So um, make sure take care.